Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Well, here we are, just a bunch of 30-year-olds. Look, turning 30 is not that big a deal. Oh, really? Is that how you felt when you turned 30? Why, God, why? I want to be 30. 30 and flirty and thriving. Oh, my God. The, having a baby at 37 was so much harder. 30 years old? Jesus Christ, somebody get this geriatric some Metanusel. Why does everyone make such a big fuss about turning 30? Deal. 30 is when I feel like my life started making sense. I definitely know more now that I'm 38. Here are some things that I've learned in my 30s. Welcome along to another episode of Talk 30 to Me. My name is Justin. I'm joined by my beautiful wife and co-host, Christy. I pay him to say that. I don't look beautiful at the moment. You I always look-, look gorgeous. No, I don't. I look Tick, sh- tick, tick. Getting it all right. Thanks, darling. That's very <laughs> sweet. No, it's been a big week, though. Um, I had to get a COVID test because, you know, we thought I might have had yeah. COVID. But, but we both got the vaccination. We did get the vaccination. The first step of the vaccination, which is fantastic. We can talk more about that on this episode too. It was something that I was a little bit apprehensive about just because it was unknown, but we did it. I don't have COVID. I thought I had pneumonia, but I don't have that either. No. Whatever. We got through it like we were all doing in lockdown. But we I think you had man flu. <laughs> oh, no. Man flu is the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, you know, a woman can't ever get away with saying she has man flu because men whinge so much. Women just kind of, I think... Get on with it, like, when they're sick. Well, we'll find out. We've got a sensational guest on today's show. Actress, singer, She's TV presenter, somebody who's been in the jungle for I'm a Celeb and had an awful experience in uh, some of it as well. The gorgeous Tony Perrin. Hello, Tony. Hi. It's so cute to see hear you guys in action, see you in action. <laughs> Justin, you have a lot of work on your hands. She is one tough mama. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. That's a compliment. I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not as tough as you, Tony. Like, let's go back. Oh, my God. This show is all about what we've learned in our 20s and 30s, but... The guests on this show have been amazing. I really wanted you on the show and for your incredible career, of course. But when I saw that scene, I mean, I know a lot of people have talked about this with you, but when I saw that scene with you on I'm a Sleb with the snakes, because snakes are my like number one fear. I thought, fuck, if, if someone can get through that, this woman, she can do anything. And here you are. I mean, and you're surviving lockdown at home with the kids. Yeah. You know, I wish that was the case. I mean, it definitely is the litmus test now when I think to myself, come on, Tony, you can do this. You've been bitten on the face by snakes in a, <laughs> in a small box on national television. You can do this. But still, you know, like you know, I still wake up with fears and, you know, anxieties and worries and all of the rest and wonder, See. you know, what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. Yeah. It just, you know, it just doesn't really change anything. But I do I do definitely have some kind of inner power that I've discovered that I thought I'd lost. So I'm I'm happy mm. those snakes bit me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I still hate snakes. Yeah, yeah. Who wouldn't? But that's the thing. Uh, if we talk about that scenario where people say, oh, you know, you put yourself into that scenario, you'll overcome your fears. You'll do... If I went through that, 
I would dead set. Mm. Uh, I couldn't go near a snake ever again. You like I'd be freaking all. out. Yeah, right. I'd be checking the bed every night, under the bed, everywhere. It's funny how experiences do change your mindset. And um, I feel now, I mean, if I saw a snake crossing my path, I mean, I'd say, you know, I could say, well, I would just stand there and watch it. But who knows? I probably would scream and, you know, stand on the roof or something. But, yeah, I feel like, you know, you've got to test yourself. And, and that's the reason why I did I'm a Celebrity is I wanted to test myself. I really wanted to see what I was made of because, you know, I kind of got lost in the shadows of my life and I felt like it was time for me to really see what, you know, what else was hidden somewhere. I guess, uh, you know, it's a big thing with this show, especially we talk to people about reinvention and that would have been a real reinvention point in your life again, wouldn't it? Because you've had a few, but that one would have just absolutely just turned everything on its head. I thrive on reinvention. Mm. I absolutely love it. Mm. I love, I love that you step into something that you didn't even know was possible. I love just putting on, you know, that's why we become actors, right? We like to put on a different cloak. We like to put on different clothes. We like to imagine or step into a new role, you know. So, yeah, I love the concept of reinvention. I've been really lucky in my life to have been reinvented a few times. I know. <laughs> I mean, I remember when Tony and I met uh, a couple of years ago, I think it was in 2016, and um, we filmed a pilot for a TV show, and unfortunately the pilot didn't go ahead, although I think we were really good. It wasn't an acting show. <laughs> I've heard about this a lot. It was a, uh, a lifestyle show um, all about parenting. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, various types of adulthood, motherhood, cooking yeah. and things like that. Mums and Mom stuff. Mum life, all yeah. that stuff. And I really, I remember watching you because you love to cook. And mm. I hate cooking. Like, I'm such a shit cook. It's it's something that's just not good in my marriage or with my kids. Like, I try, but it's just not where I thrive, you know. And I thought to myself, wow, she can just do everything. You really, like, <laughs> no, but seriously, like, there was this side of you that I loved that was so endearing because you were so in touch with um that nurturing side of you as well, yet this fearless side of you that can get out on stage and you can sing. And like you said before, you can get up there and, and groove with snakes, you know. It's really cool. That reinvention thing that that we talked about for me, like personally in my life, my reinvention happened toward my late twenties. You know, I grew up on home and away and I acted on a long time on that show and various shows throughout my twenties. And then I just like probably fucked around a lot in my twenties too much. I wasn't a mom. I didn't have kids and I had all this time on my hands, but I thought I was always so busy. What I knew in my twenties was that I had so much more time than I thought, if that makes sense. It wasn't until I got to my thirties, I should say, that I really started to kind of just slow down and become a mom. And that really helped me, reinvent myself because I'd learned to look after myself a bit better. But what's something that you know now that you wish that you knew in your 20s? Well, I that one thing I know now is that I'm actually a really good cook and I love cooking. I yeah. didn't know that in my 20s. <laughs> I used to, like, seriously, I could burn water in my 20s. Really? I just go, why would anyone want to cook? It's so much work and no one appreciates it. Mm. And so, yeah, I never, I never cooked in my 20s. No, God, no. Yeah, and here I am in my... 40s I never stop cooking yeah of course (laughs) seriously (laughs) I am chained to that kitchen it feels like especially at the moment gosh there's so many things that I know that happened in my 20s that reflecting back on it things have changed so much but you know the one the one thing that to be completely honest with you the one thing and this is going to sound absolutely ludicrous but I think it's really important for people to know is that 
I look back at my 20s and I wish I had have realized how beautiful I was. Wow. Mm -hmm. I wish I had have been in my 20s and known how awesome I was and how um, just, you know, how I made people feel, you know, like I was, it was, you know, when you're, for me, it was just all about, I cared so much about what people thought, not only just in my own life, but in the public eye, you know, you're always being scrutinised. You know, I'd look at a photo of myself and I'd think, but I'm not Kylie Minogue. I mean, I don't have her body and I'm not, you know, you were constantly comparing yourself yeah. to someone else. And, and that really had an effect on my own belief in myself. And now when I look back at photographs of myself or music videos of myself or whatever else it, I did in my 20s, I think if only I had have realised what I had in my power, I would have enjoyed it more or just, I don't know, just been in my body more or trusted myself more or something like that. It's just, it's really, um, yeah, you, you can't, yeah, comparison is. Is it the case that you just wish you'd stopped and smelt the roses? It's like the sunscreen song, you know? Have you heard the sunscreen song where he says you don't know how much power and, you know, when he's talking about youth and, and how beautiful you really are, you look back on yourself in 20 years' time. Because Australia loved you when you were in your 20s. Exactly. I mean, everyone... It, everyone it, still loves you. I know, no. but, you, but, but especially in your 20s and especially experiencing the kind of success that I was having in my 20s, you're always striving. You, you always feel like you've got to be there not there, but there, you know, and if you really feel that pressure and I think it's about enjoying it more. I think it's about enjoying where you're at more, enjoying like being in the moment more, enjoying who you are more, just enjoying, enjoying what life has given you at that very moment. Do you regret it? Is it, a, is it actually something that sits with you that you regret that you didn't enjoy it as much as probably what you should have? Um, I mean, I'm very thankful for mm. it and I did you know, and I feel like I put a lot of good out there and I worked hard and I, you know, and I achieved so much mm. that I'm so proud of. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're hard questions. It's hard to look back <laughs> because it's just the course of your life. Oh, they That's get why. harder, Tony. They yeah, right. Very hard. <laughs> but it's so true. I mean, in your 20s, it's you've, you've just left home really like after you get through your teenage years, you become an adult, what you think is an adult, so you just... No one tells you. I mean, a few people might, but you don't really understand that grasping concept of stop, appreciate what you have. This is this is how great you are now. This is how beautiful you are now. This is how healthy you are now. This is how much energy you have now. I mean, yeah. for God's sake, in my 30s, it takes I – I have two, three drinks, seriously, and I have a hangover. Fuck, when I was in my <laughs> 20s, like, we all could. I could back myself up for days. So it is kind of – it is that retrospective thing of appreciation of what we were when we were that age. But I yeah. guess, like you just said, it's you can't regret it. You have to just be thankful and appreciative mm. for it. Mm. And I guess kind of um, take what we've learned along the way and just put it into practice now and, and move forward mm. with it all. But you look great, by the way. Like I have to say, I can see you on Zoom and you are fucking stunning because she's got like a you know, little turtleneck jumper on, your hair's out, beautiful smile, and you look healthy and you also look happy too. Oh, well, I am all of those things. Yeah. Yes. When you were a kid, Tony... And um, I mean, we're all kids still at he's this age. The, he's a huge one still at heart. So it's hard for me to actually ask that question because at 47, <laughs> I'm still a kid. But um, so when you were younger, 
as young as you want to go, who did you think you were going to be in your 20s? Mm. How did you see yourself? I was always really driven to perform. I was lucky as a kid that I found love a love of performing at a really young age. I mean, I was... I was actually quite nervous and shy, but there was something about being on stage that lit me up. And um, so that was kind of always my dream. But, you know, you never really believe that it's a reality. So I remember my, you know, being in year 11 or 12 at school and it must have been year 11 because I started E Street when I was in year 12. So year 11, they must have said, you know, what do you want to do as a career? And saying that I wanted to be an entertainer was just, you know, yeah. I should have just said I want to fly to the moon, you know. Like, <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I remember I said a fashion designer. <laughs> and uh, they ended up sending me to a magazine for work experience and I sat there and read magazines for a week. And um, I thought I, one thing I know in my life is I cannot be bored. I need to be creating. I need to be doing. I cannot sit. That is one thing I'm not very good at is just sitting. Yeah. Yeah, I can relate to that. I mean, I always... You love sitting down. What are you talking about? Okay, yeah, but I... Your favourite thing to do is have a nap in the (laughs) afternoon. Like... Yeah, he's exaggerating, I, Tony. My, my, I get the whole one-legged duck thing. The last thing you need to be doing is swimming around in circles. Like uh, yeah, if you're just doing course. the same thing over and over again, it, it drives you crazy. And I'm joking. He is highly creative, and he likes to get out and about. And I think, and that's why I need a nap in the yeah. afternoon. <laughs> See, I'm not a napper in the afternoon. It's just not in my. It's not in my DNA. And I think I've always been like that ever since I was a kid. I've always been a morning person. In my 20s, even if I was up until 3 a.m., 5 a.m., I'd still be awake at 8. You know, yeah. it's just it's mm. just my DNA. I've always wanted to seize the day. Oh, I love that. Do you think that that helped with when you became a mother, your ability to bounce up in the mornings, or were you like, did it just break oh, you as well? Because I, I pride myself. Yeah, I thought, <laughs> I thought it would thought help it would me help. too. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing really helps at all. Nothing can prepare you, can it? Um, yeah. How's it going with, I mean, I know you're in lockdown at the moment as most of Australia is locked down in and, and they don't say homeschooling, they say remote learning. Remote I think learning, I'm like we're in correct. a country town. Yeah. That's right, yeah. How? Well, at least you get to put a different hat on. I mean, this is like you playing the teacher, right? How do you go with, with that? Is Is it... Is it well, doable or is it exhausting? I mean, luckily, I um, I do actually have a drama school up in Avalon called the the Talent Co. It's a mm. screen acting school. Yeah. And um, so I have been teaching for quite a long time now, teaching kids and teens. So luckily I have that in my arsenal. Yeah. So, you know, having the kids home, remote learning, I mean, I just feel for them mostly. You know, my both my kids, they love being at school and they're very keen yeah. learners. So mm-hmm. I'm just trying to keep a kind of happy, peaceful equilibrium and um, keep them stimulated all at the same time. So I'm gentle, but I'm strong all at the same time. There is a lot of talk on kids' mental health through this because yeah. what happens is as adults, I guess we're all worrying about our own everyday life and work and, you know, how it's affecting us directly because the stakes are higher in the nicest way to the kids but are they that's the question because Mm. they are saying now that one thing we have to be prepared for is that this is going to have ramifications on kids mental health into the future Um, things that we won't see 
probably immediately, but in the not-too-distant future, as things start to get back to normal, it's not really normal for them. Well, that's yeah. right. I mean, I guess particularly on this show, Talk 30 to Me, we talk about traumas in our 20s or what we've learned in our 30s or 20s, good and bad. I suppose throughout lockdown, um, the kids are experiencing what they're experiencing now, and I guess I hadn't really thought of it until then, just how much it can stay with them for years and years to come. I mean, you know, being little or a teenager, that's a that's a Especially when you rely a lot on routine as kids. As yeah. kids rely a lot on routine and that's yeah. how you need to teach them with routine. So when they have that routine completely turned upside down, mm. like anything, it's, it's going to cause problems. At least Tony can cook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and start a culinary Thank school as well. Home, home ec would be fun at your place. <laughs> Well, I did. I did. I had to. It was my daughter's birthday yesterday, and I had to make a um, birthday cake. Ah. And um, and I did sneak a little slice before I got onto. Oh, oh, did you? What sort of cake was it? (laughs) Oh, it was so good. It was this vanilla chantilly cream. I don't know. I'm not much of a baker, but damn, we we nailed this one. It's really good. (laughs) But hey, maybe you know, cake in lockdown is good. Whatever kind of. I love that. Silver linings. Vanilla chantilly cream, (laughs) Mm. and you know. our extent of a cake is a Betty Crocker cake mix. <laughs> just whatever's in the box. Just got to add the butter and the and the milk. I told you she could cook. That's why she's uh. the cooking second on our pilot. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tony, I guess for me, when I turned 30, I woke up... Stress beforehand, sorry, I should say stress before my 30th birthday, but I woke up and went, oh, I'm still a kid. And at 34 now, I sometimes go, oh, you know what? I've got heaps of time left and I stopped caring so much. But throughout my 20s, I was terrified of hitting 30. And I honestly thought that when I became a mother, my career was over. I was like, if I have kids, I can't act. I won't be able to do anything. I actually found when I became a mother, I got better with work and better with seeing friends because you made the time that you had. uh, It was more about quality time as opposed to having a quantity of time. So that was a big thing for me that debunked a myth I had in my 20s was that 30s of motherhood meant that your career was over. What did you find out like when you turned 30 that debunked a myth for you in your 20s? Well, before I answer that question, I just have to because I'm sitting with your gorgeous soul and – I just have to say that, you know, when we did that pilot together and I also had that fear in myself, like I'm not the person I was, I can't be the person I want to be, you know, life is not unfolding the way I need it to for my own creativity, all this kind of stuff that I was feeling. And I remember I was having a chat with you about it and I remember you just gave me like the strangest look, like, what are you talking about? Like, of course you can do it. I don't know. I just mm. remember you mm-hmm. you sharing that moment with me and it's always stayed with me. Really? I don't know. Anyway. I love that. Here. Yeah, because you you changed my thinking. Like I looked at you and you were doing it and you looked at me going, you're mad. Yeah. Of course you can do it. And um, oh. I thought, 
well, if you think that, well, <laughs> I should think it too. What's, That's right. What's wrong with me? And we've got to say it to each other more because <laughs> I find that we maybe, and not just not just necessarily as women, but women, you know, we carry the babies, our bodies changes, the, you know, generalizing we're at home with the babies and I'm maybe sometimes we ourselves think, oh my God, well, because I'm in this position, I can't see myself getting out of this position, but I can see another woman doing the same thing and believing she can still go on. So why am I feeling the same about my own existence? So I'm glad you said that because I remember thinking it, watching you like, wow, Tony can do it. She can do it all. She doesn't <laughs> worry. Like she's got this, you know, and that was one thing that helped me. And then I went on to start to work in radio not long after with a two-year-old and a one-year-old. But we did it. Um, so I guess that yeah. little myth that we had or what I had oh. in my 20s was debunked. All I know oh. is that you got a lot nicer looks than I get from her. So <laughs> <laughs> That is not true. That is so well, true. You can always read what she's thinking by the look on her face. Oh, yeah. I remember going, oh, yeah, right. Um, it's a picture book. The, back to the question about what was debunked from me. You know, the, the one thing was about chasing love. Yes. In your 20s, you're just chasing love. You're just like chasing it, chasing it wherever it might be and choose me and be with me and don't leave me and am I enough for you? Like all of that in your 20s and then you hit your 30s and then you meet the one and you go, what was I chasing for so long and why did I put all that energy into men? I feel the same. I got married twice in my 20s. What a waste of time that was. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, my third marriage was, was the right one. <laughs> Had a few practices. Most women don't do that, but I can totally relate to that. Like, yeah. I for love. And I wish I just picked up a flute or just yeah. stayed, or learn a language totally. or went to LA, you know? Like, you just think, you just think that you really need to trust that when the one comes along, because when the one does come along, like forget about it. It's just the one. You, you Did can't you just deny know? that. Oh, Did just you just, knew, just knew. But um yeah, before all of that, I mean I think I met my I met my hubby when I was maybe 32. Great age. But, yeah, but in my um in my yeah, 20s, God, I just put so much energy and just put so much out there with not much return yeah and let it affect my heart and soul way too much and if I I mean I guess you know it's all hindsight but to know that the one was coming and once he arrived in my life I'd be totally swept off my feet and couldn't turn away yeah yeah so yeah I think I think that was debunked for me is that I mean, you you have to shop around. Yeah, you do. <laughs> but I think I think understanding your power as a woman mm. in my twenties that I wish I had have understood my own power and not placed so much power in the opposite sex. That's right, and it's so <laughs> true. I love that focus. And that, on yourself I feel so good being 20s. the the male in between two fame males when you're talking about this. I feel so empowered right now. <laughs> hey, you made some dodgy love choices before. Oh me. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've all I, been there, but I think it's about just trusting the the journey and knowing that you know it's the right path. I guess you'll be okay. You'll be okay. I think that's it. You know, every time love taints you, to know that you'll be okay. And you don't need to have love before your thirties. 
or even sorted. I mean, it's nice to have the partners, but I used to, I remember my early 20s, I was like, well, I'll be married at this age and I'll have, yeah. I certainly thought I'd own a home past 30. <laughs> I don't own a house yet. You know, I thought I'd do all of these things before I hit my 30s. And I stressed about that in my 20s, which maybe helped lead me to make bad decisions. So yeah. I, I'm so glad that you just own the fact that chasing love when we're so young and just figuring ourselves out, all that stuff can wait. It's not going anywhere. Like, all you those know. tears you Yeah, cried. I know. All the heartbreak. Yeah. <laughs> All the heart Down break. over hot cups of cocoa with your friends <laughs> and oh, just disgust. I just no. love those days, though. No. <laughs> Girls can't do that at the moment, though. No one can bond because of lockdown. It sucks. I feel bad for anyone going through a breakup at the moment. That would be so awful being at home by yourself oh, crying. I mean, I know in times of my life I, how isolation affects me, you know, without, without it being forced on you. Mm. You know, mm. I, like I remember being in Los Angeles and feeling so alone at times and it can be soul destroying and, you know, and at the moment people are being forced mm. to yeah. isolate. Mm. No. Really what do you, what really do, you do for yourself? Like do you, do you have a ritual or something you need to do on a daily basis to keep the sanity? Tony time. <laughs> Tony time. Wrestle snakes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wrestle snakes. <laughs> I, I wish my life was like that. I really do wish my life was like that. But, you know, I always benefit from, you know, the simple things like meditation mm. and, you know, getting out in nature, just all of those simple things that you quite often forget when you're in the thick of it. But, yeah, I mean, but, but that, I don't do it on a daily basis, trust me. Yeah, when, when, you're an exhausted, busy mother. You know, it's <laughs> like you wish you could, but... Yeah, I would like to. Yeah, if my life was, yeah, <laughs> kids, huh? Yeah, different. Yeah. <laughs> when you were in your twenties, you were living a whirlwind life, really, weren't you? I mean, everything yeah. was happening for you, as you said, and it was all exciting times. So you must have been surrounded by people and people with advice. So, what was the best or worst piece of advice that you were given throughout your twenties? Oh, I think um, I always remember this. The best piece of advice I got was from my manager at the time. And I will always remember it, and I say it to my kids now, is always remember the firsts. Mm. So, like, the first hotel, five-star hotel that I got to stay in with mm. crisp white sheets and you jump yeah. on the bed and you go, oh, my God, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and she said to me, always remember the firsts. You know, the, the first time you stepped into a recording, recording studio, the first time you step on set, you know, all of those yeah, never forget the joy that you felt experiencing the first. I always you, remember that. Myself. You still do that today? Yeah. yeah. Still do it today, yeah. I can see it. I'm looking at Tony now and I'm seeing this beautiful <laughs> smile just come across <laughs> your face and your eyes lighting up. It's something yeah. that's still with you, isn't it? Like, yeah. you, you you know, yeah, before and you're still there. You know, everything. Yeah. I love it's it. It's all a gift, you know. Yeah. All those moments are gifts and, yeah, don't forget it. Don't get jaded. Don't get cynical you know just remember that there's always going to be another first just you know but you've got to make it happen too i love that and you worked so hard and you know what i love tony as well your success as well started before social media instagram facebook and don't get me wrong i think those platforms are fantastic for helping talent out there it's it's great way to broadcast your ability but are you are you happy that things like social media and whatnot went around when you first got into the entertainment industry? I mean, I am. I would have hated to see like comments about what people thought of me if I was just starting out or all the stress associated with mental health. Like, I'm so glad it wasn't around then. Oh, I I wouldn't have coped mm. in my twenties if I had people commenting on 
my every move and commenting on what I posted and commenting on how I looked. And, you know, I know even now in my 40s, now that I've done, I'm a celebrity and obviously that was very high profile and people were feeling like they were allowed an opinion about you. I don't like um, that. Yeah. I mean, you know, I like mean. If you're not going to be I'm, nice, just don't say anything. That's yeah, just how I feel. I'm a fully evolved person. I still find it hard, you know, yeah. like somebody posted on my Instagram, I recently um don't be afraid of botox there's no shame in it <gasps> really are you serious yeah yeah so you know, much wrong still, with that and there's so much wrong with that but still as a you know in- intelligent woman yeah. i still walked away thinking should i yeah if i had if social media had have been around in my 20s i don't think i would have survived it the way i did Absolutely. And why do people feel, you know what I don't like? Just because you're a public figure, it doesn't make you public property. I will never do well with this whole people have to say something that's not nice to say it. Like, because you wouldn't walk up to a complete stranger on the street and say something nasty, unsolicited. Especially if you shield it behind veil thought that you're doing somebody a favour by telling them. Like, like, that is just. Fuck off. Let me look the way I look. A, she looks gorgeous anyway. And B, like. (laughs) Go worry about your own for it. I get really defensive. I don't like it because when good people are torn down for no reason, you know, yeah. it's like it's don't be – and what a stupid insult anyway. Don't be afraid of Botox. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. It's funny. It's funny, but I often think about what people in their late teens, early 20s are going through and people do. They use it as a way to obviously unload whatever stuff they've got going on right. in a, you know, in a way that – is not going to affect them, only mm. affects the receiver. And mm. That's right. So, it's, yeah, it's such deflection. It's more about the person that's writing yeah. it, isn't it? It shows that they're unhappy. It's hard, though. It's really hard. It takes a big, thick skin. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, that's something I don't have. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm going to maybe look out for your Instagram comments next time. Don't worry. I won't say anything, like, too crazy. I won't, like, drink too yeah. much and tell anyone off. I wouldn't do that, of course. Um, but I guess I get protective of, of we women. We have to stick together, you know. Yes. And yes. Um, plastic surgery. I mean, I'm not even against that anyway. I, I mean, I told my husband I want to get, what's it called when you get lip fillers? I want to get my lips done. No. I said that to him because I haven't got anything done or anything. But, you know, as I no. age. You're 34, I went, I'm 34, seriously. But I'm starting <laughs> to get little lines under my eye. You know, all those normal things. And I went, oh, maybe I should. Maybe I should think about it in time. I threatened to say if she gets them, I get them. My, <laughs> I'm getting lip fillers. Concept. Yep. I think that's awesome. You should definitely yep. carry that through. It's just because yeah. I'm lazy with stuff like that. And I guess, Tony, you'll understand this. You know when, like, you grow up and people do our hair and makeup for us and you don't have to stress too much. Like, you know, before you get in front of a camera, people would normally make us up. So I've never really been taught the art of, putting myself together overly well outside of that. And so it's like, just, you know, if you wake up and your hair, like I want to get extensions or whatnot. I mean, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Sometimes it looks a bit like a cake disaster. Yeah, see, I'm not great with, I'm not great with, with, with beauty stuff. But um, but I've learned to do it. Justin I could put your extensions does my in. extensions, bless his heart. He actually does. Isn't that cute? It's well, really that's sweet. true love. I know, it's true love. But hey, you know, that's your prerogative. It's everyone's prerogative and, you know, just be nice about it. I just wish everyone... Yeah. Would be nicer. It's not going to happen, but I wish that it would. <laughs> anyway, that's the world we live in now. I think that, you know, that everything that you've done in your career is so inspiring. You have this beautiful voice. You're a great oh, actress. Thanks. You're great on camera presenting. Where do, you, where do you reckon you'll be in 10 years' time? Like, reckon any more babies? I know it's a really old. personal question. I know I'll be old that. in 10 years' time. Older. 
Not old, um, not at all. No, no more babies. Mm. Um, maybe some more dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't talk back, which is nice. Oh, uh, yeah. I uh, look, you know what? As you get older, you realise that you cannot control the path. You can't predict it. You can say, this is what I want to do in 10 years' time, but life has, you know, another story for you. So I've given up trying to predict that, you know, where I want to be in five years, 10 years, because I don't know, your guess is as good as mine. I'm a firm believer in, you know, our eyes are in the front of our heads, so we should always look forward, never behind. But um, excluding now, is there a time in your life that you look back and you go, that was my favourite time? Is there, is there a moment in there or are you just, is it just so much that you've just enjoyed the ride as you've gone along? The easy answer is you've enjoyed the ride. But, yeah. um, but is there a moment? Oh, my favourite time. You know, there, there's definitely been a few. But, you know, I would have to say um, probably, you know, recording my first song, mm. which was, you know, a dream come true. That was definitely a favourite time of sitting there, you know, working with creative people, working with the musicians, you know, standing in front of a mic and hearing it all come together and all of these people were working together for me, you know, that was pretty thrilling. That was definitely a, a favourite time. Probably shooting my first music video was a mm. favourite time. Um, yeah. yeah, probably anything to do with music. I mean, that's, you know, music has brought the worst times too when, mm. you know, yeah. everything falls apart. But it's also brought so much joy into my life and music still brings so much joy into my life and it constantly astounds me how much joy music brings to my life like even now you know if I have five minutes to myself and a bit of inspiration I can sit at the piano or with my guitar or you know on my computer and put something together and it always brings me so much joy have you introduced your music to your kids <laughs> Yes, well, not, I haven't really done it, but everyone else does it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, they, they, they've certainly discovered it, especially my daughter. You know, she just, she just thinks it's just amazing. I bet she does. And, um, yeah, you know, so she's just adorable about it. My son, he's not really, you know. Too really, cool for school. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. 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 yeah oh. But, but Eva, she, um, you know, because like all of her friends will say things like, because I don't sit there and I'll play it. I mean, you would know, Christy, you don't go, oh, here's mummy on TV. Yeah. Um, uh, if I tried that, they, they wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah no. but, but all of their friends will say, oh, I Googled your mum yesterday. Yeah. And, um, you know, so obviously then she's curious. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, it doesn't mean anything to them. I mean, they're definitely proud of it, but I don't think it must be hard for them associating this kind of young version of me to, you know, yeah. mum who's telling me to brush my teeth. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it really probably doesn't make any sense. And I know, like, it's really strange, like, just sharing a parenting moment with you. So I was at my, um, my kid's parent-teacher um, you know, when we could all mm. sit together, you know, not so long ago, like three weeks ago. <laughs> and um, I was sitting with my daughter's teacher. She's in year three. 
my daughter adores her teacher, just thinks she's seriously, you know, Mary Poppins yeah. or something. She's just like, oh, my God, she's so amazing. And, um, and her teacher said to me, Eva has said to me that you, your husband and your son, Lucky, are good at everything. And it really scares her that she, will, she won't be as good as you are oh. at, at stuff. And I just thought, oh, my God, that's wow. just amazing that she's eight. And, you know, so she sees, obviously, she sees what I've achieved in my life, yeah. and, you know, and what I put out into the world and what my husband puts out into the world. And my son, you know, he's, you know, a great kid and he's done some great things in his life. And she's just kind of watching all of this thinking, will I ever match up? At eight years old. At eight years old. It's incredible. Old. It's incredible, isn't it? And That's I walked so away just going, did I hear her correctly? That's just incredible to think that that is her perception, you know, and it's hard as a parent because you think you want your child to, to dream and, you know, mm. succeed and, you know, and to try and, you know, not be afraid to fail, all of those things. I'm, I've always been, been ambitious. You know, ever since I was a child, I was ambitious. Did you have the same support career-wise in what you wanted to do? Because obviously generations have changed over the over the years and your parents would be the same age as mine, you know, around that. Were they as supportive for you as what you are now for your kids or do you think you take that to the next level? And, you know, obviously <laughs> as a parent, our goal in life is just to be better than our own parents a lot of the time. So so where do you sit there? Oh, it's interesting. I mean, I was lucky that my parents really encouraged me and I think that's because they didn't have the opportunities I had. And so they saw something in me very young and they really did everything they possibly could to, you know, fulfil, you know, who I wanted to be in the world, you know, obviously sacrificed a lot of money and time mm. and energy. So... Sure. I was I was I was really lucky. I think as a parent now, I don't put too much pressure on them. I'm not. I'm certainly not a tiger parent. I tiger mom. I don't mm. breathe down their neck and you know go practice your piano. I'm not one of those mums. I truly believe that they will find it when the time is right. And I don't think there's any point in pushing a child. And I was lucky that my parents never did either. I mean. We were surrounded by stage mums and never was we, my mother a yeah. stage mum. Yeah. yeah. Well, Christy was the same. Your mum was never never a stage mum. She was very supportive. Yes. Yeah, supportive. She's always been very supportive and was always there and, you know, always drove you to auditions, yeah. always did those things, but, you know, certainly didn't live vicariously through you. Even but. now at the age of 34, <laughs> because we live in the same town as my mum now, as my parents, um, like my mum is so sweet, if I have a casting for something, she would pay for me to get my hair and makeup done just so I looked good. She'd be like, Christy, you look ridiculous. I'll, I'll book you in for your hair and makeup. I'm like, oh, mama, you don't have to do that. But it's very sweet. That's her way of showing support. But not being a stage parent, you know, and she's always done that. Yeah. I remember, um, you know, because <laughs> I, I by no means, uh, Christy's like having a bit of a, a sorry, coughing fit. Oh, yeah, so. Sorry, it's my new Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I shouldn't say that. The, it's, it's my coughing fit, but I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. You talk about supportive parents and I, you know, and I look at you too and, you know, and I look at mine. My mum will always say that she was a very supportive parent in those things. But I remember going for an audition once as a singing Santa Claus. 
It's a good remi- reminiscing. The singing Santa Claus. And I'll never forget, you know, she drove me to the audition and she sat out in the car and about 15 minutes into it came in and tapped on the window and went, are you done yet? Really? <laughs> Bless. Well, fair enough. But you don't sing anyway. Why were you No, and I, and I literally Claus? weighed 45 kilos. So, um <laughs> Well, you know, the at least skinniest you. Santa Claus on the planet. But yeah, maybe was... she maybe she saved you from humiliation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but we do the best we can as parents, right? That's all we can do. And I guess yeah. What... I mean, it would have been hard for my parents to navigate what I was going through. You know, it was a foreign world to them. And I mm. like I remember when I was about fifteen, I got down. You know, Christy will. You know, will relate to this you know I got down to the last two for this uh tv commercial I always remember it and it was for a family and so they matched up one family and another family and I was in you know one of the families and it was for a washing powder or something like Mm. that there was dialogue in it you know Mm -hmm. and you know and it was a big deal and it was for fifteen thousand dollars yeah and um I remember my dad saying thousand dollars that's more money that some people earn in a year <laughs> and um and I remember I freaked out so much I didn't get the job yes <laughs> I felt so much pressure about making fifteen thousand dollars dad had just gone and bought a new motorbike he's organized the pool to go in the backyard he spent 14 and a half grand of that <laughs> I, know. I know and I felt so bad when I didn't get it and I think that's why I mean, it's one of the reasons why we've, we have our drama school and one of the reasons why I let my children kind of be their own people is it's a lot of pressure for a young person yeah. to have on them. I mean, you have to really love it with your heart and soul and there's no other path for you, but um, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Let alone even the, the and on top of that, the business side of stuff. Yeah. Like even now, if um, for instance, when I was twenty, I was seriously heartbroken. I was going through so much debt. I, you know, was acting. Of course, I think it was it was on Home and Away, but I went for a um, I went for a Libra ad. You know, like the tampon oh, ad. And yeah. I was like, because it was like I think thirty five thousand dollars to book this, and I was like, I don't even want to do a tampon ad, but I really would like this thirty five k. I would have done a tampon <laughs> ad for thirty five k. Yeah. And then I didn't get it anyway. I was like, I wish I, I wish I didn't know how much money it was being being paid, because then I wouldn't have stressed so much about it. I wish I just went in there not knowing the financial details of stuff like that. Even nowadays, as an adult, like sometimes when you're going, no matter what your profession is, you find out the salary and or you know, like, oh, it's a lot of money. Well, I hope they like me at my job interview. Oh, well, it's not very much money, so I don't care if I get it. It's good to not associate sometimes the mm. economics of of one's profession and just. Look at what yeah. we actually yeah. want you to can't do, make, you know? You can't make decisions, especially career decisions based on money because that's when you will make the wrong, yeah. the wrong decisions. Yeah. I'm a firm yeah. believer in the right decision is the one you make and it needs to be motivated by the right reasons, doesn't but it? Sometimes I mean, you money, I mean, sometimes you've got to feed your family. You know? Yeah, that's and right. that, that's so, true. And sometimes money yeah. is, you know, is that reason. That's but right. um, yeah. You have to do what you have but, to do. But it can't be the sole and only guide. Yeah. Maybe in your 20s or when you don't have a family, you have more options. I don't know. But I think really even in your, I think even in your twenties, if money is the driving factor, mm. you'll only end up. It'll dry up. Happy, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got you know you, you want to be like building a life of you know fulfilling work and uh, you know and soulful work. You know you don't want to be. I've taken know. pay cuts in my life on multiple occasions in order to 
go down a path that I've wanted to go. Mm. And mm. it's always paid off. It's mm. always paid off. So, yeah. And we reinvent ourselves, you know. I mean, that's the beauty of, of choice is, is having choice to do that, you know. Thank God for choice to make choices. I um, remember when I came back from the States. So I lived in, the, I lived in LA for like five years and I came home when I was 30 actually, like yeah. talking about how you felt leading up to turning 30. I was over there and, you know, I mean, I was there in an age of, I mean, it's probably still like this, but you had to be young. It was a young mm. person's game. And to be, you know, and every every birthday I'd have to lie about it. <laughs> <laughs> I still do that, don't worry. <laughs> and then, but I don't lie very well. I'm not a very good liar. I'm a, I, as, I, as I said to my daughter last night, we were talking about stuff and I said, I'm a truth seeker mm. and she's a truth seeker too. And that's how I've always been. So I found it really hard to lie about my age. And then I got to approaching my 30th birthday and I went, this. I don't want yeah. to lie about my age anymore. The older I get in this place, the younger I have to become. This is just ridiculous. I just want to be me. So I left LA just before my 30th birthday. I thought I can't live this, you know, bizarre life anymore. Anyway, the point of my story is, and now I've forgotten shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's old age, Tony. Totally. Totally. <laughs> Yeah, but it's yeah. all about, you know, when you were saying, you know, the older you got, the less you wanted to pretend you were younger. I mean, 30, yeah. you know, and gone are the days where we want to sit around and see 20-year-olds just telling stories. I love listening to people that 30s, 40s, 50s, no matter what it is. And I think nowadays, even with content out there, singers are older as well. TV shows aren't just about 18-year-olds yeah. falling in love and, you know, yeah. and the, the teen rom-com thing. It's yeah. endearing. Yeah. It's well, certainly let's endearing. hope it just only gets bigger and better. Maybe Tony Perrin will release some new music. Oh, gosh. I'll sing a duet with you, but (laughs) it'll have to be a Christmas carol and I'll be dressed as Santa. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime, Justin. (laughs) Well, it's been an awesome, awesome, awesome pleasure having you on our show, Talk 30 to Me, Tony. I've learnt a lot. Oh, thanks. No, I really have. And I think that, you know, telling your story has just been really cool for our listeners. Life just, I think, from even talking to a lot of our guests, it seems like we just keep learning, gets better and better. And your 20s, yeah, do not chase love. Let love come to you. And <laughs> in, if, in, in yeah. 10 years' time, you know, the beautiful smile that we've got on your face is anything to go by. I think that we're going to see a lot more from you and be the oh. gift that keeps on giving. Well, let's hope. Let's hope. Same, same to you guys. Thank Thanks, you, lovely. Tony. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> This podcast is produced by Just In Case Entertainment. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. Mm. 